Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! You ready? I'm ready. It's that time of week for Royally Obsessed. We're back with a new episode. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And of course, as always, email us info at gallerypodcast.com. We have a lovely email from Joe today. Also, follow us on Instagram and TikTok and shop the store. It's shop.royallyobsessed.com for your sweatshirts. It's getting chilly. Rachel, what is on tap for today? I just want to say an addendum to that. Speaking of chilly sweatshirts and beautiful sweaters, Roberta's wearing her <laughs> rowing blazers, I Am a Luxury, which is one of my favorites of that collection. I know the sheep sweater, we always talk about it here, but it just looks so good on you. It's so comfy. I love I love the, uh, the I'm a Luxury and on the back, few can afford. I feel like yeah. that's the surprise moment there. Perfect. Well, so we're, we are talking about a lot of things. We are flashing back, first of all, to a speech made by the Queen exactly one year ago. We've got the official word that Charles is hosting his first state visit at Buckingham Palace, news or just information about King Charles's coinage and stamps, the royals on tour, and Meghan's podcast returns. I listened to that on the airplane yesterday. <laughs> it was so, so good. I listened yesterday as well. To get through all of that, we need to cheers. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Also, because you are back stateside, it's so good to see your face oh, again. I know. I feel like How I did land so late last night. I got in at like basically 10, 30, 11, and then home at midnight. So it's a little bit of a rough go. But the time difference helps in the morning, I think, because I'm – used to being awake at this time. Tell was, us the highlights of no, Paris. No, it was amazing. And also, while, while we're sipping, I'm going to have some beer for Oktoberfest because we're going yes. to Oktoberfest this weekend in Philly. So, But tell me, what were the highlights? I'm having water, I should add, because okay, my good. Parisian Hydrate. facialist, <laughs> I got a facial there, told me that oh, I really need to work facial? on my water. Yes. Wow. This was one of the best Delightful. recommendations I could give because it's just on a different – like our facials are kind of BS compared to <laughs> – over there. They're just, they've got a lot of um, techniques that we don't have. And I just, so she was like, you need to hydrate a lot more. So water this morning. But um, yeah, it was just basically like food, fashion, and just a lot of walking around. I think that I got the best compliment of my life that I couldn't wait to share on the podcast where my friend and I were at a farmer's market walking around and this vendor, we asked, you know, is there we speak un peu de français a little bit. We asked if they could, if he could speak English, and he asked where we were from, and we said New York, and he said, "I could have sworn you were British." Oh, that know. is. The I best was song. wearing a very tasteful blazer, but I was like, "What a compliment!" I know he definitely didn't think I was French. But <laughs> Wait, <laughs> speaking me. of facials, you got me the best birthday gift. Oh, yes, the gift it card finally arrived. My God, <laughs> and I am holding it up now—a paper doll book of. Diana Charles. This it has its cracking antique me up. shop in my neighborhood. I walked in and I was like, "This is incredible!" And I just was like, "This is the great little like add-on to Roberta's gift." 
Oh my God. It's so funny too, because they like poke fun of Diana and Charles the whole time. And so like one of them has their suitcases and hers is huge. And his is like this <laughs> tiny little lunchbox size suitcase for a honeymoon to Balmoral. So this was published in 1982. I feel like it's like a, I it's kind of like musty, it. right? It's like dusty and old. Yeah. <laughs> Look at how muscular Charles the, is too. <laughs> Just saying how busty Diana is. Wow. Wait, this wait. On that note, I wanted to mention because it's not out here yet, and I was so excited by. I made myself not buy it because of baggage concerns. But in all the bookshops in Paris, there's a new book with Diana on the cover, like a coffee table book called The mm. Crown in Vogue, and it <gasps> comes out here in October 11th. Um, and it is beautiful. So either wait, add it to your Christmas week. list. Yeah. yeah, that's why I decided I could wait, but I'll, I'll send um, you the link and maybe we can link to it in our episode description, but it, it's just one of those things that you want to display. So, and it's, and it's hard. It's not even really searchable on Amazon, like in the new books about Diana. So wanted oh gosh, to tell I'm the so Rose first. All right. Before the Royal News, we have a wonderful listener email from Joe. She's written to us before she was watching the Queen's funeral, and she queued for nine hours with aching legs and throbbing well feet to see her lying in state. And she says she met some amazing people. She said, queuing to see the Queen was a magical experience. Everyone was there for a different reason. A lady in front of me was a former member of the military. She had seen the Queen from a distance years prior, having had to paint the grass in her barracks green before the late Majesty's arrival. I thought that was so funny. That's that the part that jumped out to me, too. I was like, is what? that how it always looks so pristine? Like, what? Are, how does that even work? I need more information. It's so funny. She also says, my new buddy that I made in the queue was awarded an MBA by Prince William for her services to young people through the fire service and even though the certificate that hangs in her hallway at home is hand signed by the queen and prince philip she waited to thank the queen privately in prayer i'm just a roro who needed to say goodbye each second during those nine hours was filled with kindness reflection silence but not uncomfortable silence and tributes to the queen in sunny parts of beautiful historic london that feels like it would be so moving. Joe also at the end of her note said, I wonder if the post boxes will soon change here in the UK to read CR. I'll send a photo of the one and only VR post box I saw outside Queen Victoria's summer home, Osborne House on the Isle of Wight. Good question. We had to check into this and it will only be new post boxes. It sounds like the palace said the decision to replace ciphers will be at the discretion of individual organizations and the process will be gradual, which feels like, Okay, thank goodness we can't handle this all at once. Yeah, not like all I'm the change. Still not. Yeah, it's also appropriate minimalism, I think, for them because it's like it's there's an expense involved. So I think that it speaks to Charles and there's a cost a of living low crisis. profile with that. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be the right time, and it feels like it'll be on a need by need basis, which feels appropriate. All right, are we ready this week in royal history? And now this week in royal history. This one makes me quite sad and emotional and nostalgic. So October 2nd of last year, 2021, the Queen gave a heartfelt speech to the Scottish Parliament. Here's a little clip of that. Today is also a day when we can celebrate those who have made an extraordinary contribution to the lives of other people in Scotland, locally or nationally, during the COVID-19 pandemic. I have spoken before of my deep and abiding affection for this wonderful country and of the many happy memories Prince Philip and I always held of our time here. It is often said that it is the people that make a place and there are few places 
where this is truer than in Scotland, as we have seen in recent times. Mm, I'm just hearing her, her voice. voice. I know, I know. It's hard. It is. I keep thinking, too, of her love for Scotland. Of course, it was her final moments were spent there, but also part of her honeymoon, the second half of her and Philip's honeymoon. It's where Philip proposed to her. Her mother's heritage was Scottish. They had all those summer barbecues that we saw them being so low-key and very normal in that famous 1969 documentary. She also gave her first public speech there as a teenager at 18 in Aberdeen. So I just think like all these connections, it feels so appropriate that that was her final, um, her final breaths were spent I know. There. And I think that's a lot of the conversation too, that she spent every recreational moment dashing to Scotland because she was so beloved to her and Charles on the contrary does not. I mean, I think he has a different type of relationship with it, but you know, there's a lot of commentary on that. I was even trying to that. think what my happy places because I think like for you it's like Maine and you have like mm-hmm. Balmoral was their summer home and so that's like where you are the happiest I feel like is your and where you can house. be yourself and really and disconnect yeah. yeah and I, I keep thinking that maybe it's my parents home in Florida which I love to go mm-hmm. to for long stretches of time but where yeah, you can let just, your hair down so to speak yes exactly <laughs> exactly laid by the pool um yes I also liked I think this is a, a really important thing to note from CNN. They said the late queen's deep links to Scotland were often raised as a symbol of English-Scottish closeness when the issue of vote on independence flared. What will happen now? Because I don't think Charles has that same love of Scotland. And it is something that kept coming up even when the queen was still around. So I think that we'll see more of that. Speaking of the Queen, then we also got the official record of the Queen's passing. This was like right before you left, I guess. Yes, think, I Rachel. know. I was kind of following that a little bit. I mean, not with bated breath. I obviously knew that yeah. the likely reason, but I was curious because it sounded like they had to reveal it because of where she died. Yeah. And so old age was the cause, which doesn't seem to be that illuminating. I feel like. Yeah, that's what. There must have been something. I don't know. But also thinking about like this research of the Scottish speech got me thinking how she was 95 and standing up for seven minutes giving a speech. And she had a reception after this later in the week and then Zoom appointments before this and like all of these things. And I just feel like maybe she was worked way too hard. Like now, obviously hindsight is 2020, but it just feels like there was so much that she was doing and i know that that was like her you know relentless sense of duty but it's just like was was the queen overworked because that should like her I mean, occupation also, was like the queen she lived the such a full life too yeah. i think that it's like she did what she wanted till the end so i mean 96 yeah. is so incredible but agree yeah the big reveal though is this timing because we found out she passed at 3:10 in the afternoon british time and they waited three hours to tell the press. So Charles and Anne were the only relatives there by her side before she died. I think that's really important because a lot of people thought that maybe William and Andrew and Edward and Sophie made it, but it doesn't seem like they did. But wasn't it Bethan that said that it was a bit of an open secret, too, in the UK when she came right. on the podcast that she had passed, you know, and the BBC presenters, obviously, we all remember that. They changed into black much earlier than it was announced. Yeah, and there were those notes being passed around Parliament, too, where we saw Liz Truss get handed a note or and 
get told basically what was going on. And I think they said the note was that she was in dire health and there were concerns, but still, I mean, I think knowing that Harry wasn't the only one not there, although they didn't wait to announce it to the press before he got there. And we've talked about like, maybe it was because it had to make the papers the next day. There's a cutoff for the printing of those front pages, of course, but it sounds like, cause there's a really good read in the telegraph. That's now probably a couple weeks old about sort of the hour by hour of what happened. Mm. And yeah, I read that. It seems roughly accurate. And I, you know, I'm, I'm taking it as more accurate. It does sound like it was quite a scramble to figure Ugh. it out. Like I know there's a lot I'm of sure. conversation about shade towards Harry, but, um, Hopefully it sounds not. like no one was expecting the worst until suddenly it went very clearly so. that it was the worst case. It must – I just think, though, it would be so hard for him to hear the news oh, absolutely. in the air because I don't think he made it till late. Like, it was 8 p.m. Yeah. already. So that just – it's a long time after. Oh, it yeah. It's announced. not it's just, ideal oh. at all. Everything about yeah. it is heartbreaking. A few honorable mentions for history, though, before we move on. I just had to look back and see that Kate's Bond dress, that gold Jenny Peckham sparkly, was a year ago – on September 28th. I mean, that has that has to have its own moment. That's on a milestone show. on the calendar. That's a, that, <laughs> that's a definitive moment history. in fashion for yeah, Kate. Worthy for sure. The, also, that cute um, David Attenborough Cam- Cambridge Kids video was two years ago, and a special shout out one year ago. Rachel's debut <laughs> on the CNN series Diana, which if you haven't watched, it's a six part series. It's incredible. Rachel's incredible. We all know You're this. So kind, but oh you have God. to go back and watch. That's so kind. Also, yeah, the Cambridge Kid video, just adorable. Ah, the best. All right. First up, I feel like just all the news is that King Charles is Yeah, it's really like... It's it's like in full swing business as usual now. So we have the coin reveal. There's stamps. There's ciphers. King Charles has his effigy on the coins, which he's facing to the left opposite of the queen. Not is there any crown. reason for that or no? It's just it switches each each oh, time. Except, how interesting! Yeah, except for Edward, her uncle who abdicated, loved his left side, so he definitely wanted to face. <laughs> do you have left. a side that you prefer of your face? I don't think so. I think actually, I, do I think I prefer my left. I think I prefer my left side, so I would need to. Face I prefer right. my left too. I think yeah, because when it's then I. I think it's because I took my hair behind my right. I feel like this is tricky, too, because we're in Zoom and it might be mirrored. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, which way is left? Maybe it right? actually is. Yeah, the I don't know right. which side of my face. I definitely think I favor one side, actually. I, I changed my mind. Um, but yeah, so the coins will be in circulation by Christmas. The notes, the bank notes, will be unveiled by the end of the year and in circulation by 2024, which seems like a long time. But there's so much money of the queen. Like, I don't think it's like a need, really. So that's why it's, you know need-by-need basis that we Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. Then it was back to work and travel. So we know that Sophie, Countess of Wessex, took a trip to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which is the first visit by a royal ever, which is really important. Princess Anne was surprisingly in America when you weren't there, Rachel. I can't believe you. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I know. (laughs) She took this happening to us. Also, because I was like on the ball when we knew William was coming for Earthshot. We were, you know, in in touch with communications and stuff, and that was canceled. So it's just, or, or, you know, not the official Earthshot in December, but for when he was supposed to come for the Bloomberg part of it. The Bloomberg Summit. And, um, yeah, we keep missing our moment, but it's going to happen. I know. Well, Boston. This is was on the low key, though, with Princess This Anne. was so low key. She took the Staten Island Ferry. It doesn't get more low key than that. I feel like everyone Which also, takes the I Staten always think Island of like, Ferry. is it Melanie Griffith? Is that the actress's name from Working Girl? Isn't, is she on the Staten Island? Wait, now I'm messing this up. Hold on. Let me just you make sure. 
Is it the Staten Island Ferry? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> um, I always think of that. Let the river run. I hope Anne was listening to that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she sings, ladies and gents. Wait, um, you have it? Yeah, have you seen Working Girl? I just need to make I, sure. I'm pretty sure I have it. Sounds, Harrison I'm, Ford. I'm almost positive. Okay, make sure. Add to the let list. Me, let that. me make sure. Let me make <laughs> Sorry, sure. If I see a, a visual. Such a detour. Oh, I definitely have. I definitely okay, good. have. Good, good, good. <laughs> That's what I don't know why, but I think of that. Oh, there's so many great... Um, Pop culture. Staten is this Island's as funny moments. to me? Like Staten Island for Princess Anne, but she is she so is at work, Roberta. It just makes sense. I love it. I love how hard she continues to work. Oh, I mean, not that the others don't, but she was just <laughs> head down. It's not about anything else but the work always. No one even knew she was in New York. Like, I feel like if Roros knew, they'd be like out trying to see her. I don't know. It's, Wait, it's- and I don't mean that again. I truly don't mean that as a slight. It's just that I think that we really don't have the same level of attention sometimes on Anne, which yeah. she totally deserves. Unfortunately, I think it's a lot to do with the fashion, which perfect transition is that Kate brings the fashion always and it's so nice to see them not in black anymore. Kate had an engagement this morning with the Royal Surrey County Hospital where she wore this gorgeous bright gold dress by Karen Millen. She also met with the Royal Navy with a Navy suit, very apropos. They traveled to Wales, her and William as their first visit as Prince and Princess of Wales. Also, William had a speech yesterday for United for Wildlife. He was out today for the Royal Can Football. Can I drop speech. something in the chat to you for yes, the United please. for Wildlife thing? But with Do the it. United for Wildlife, when I ass. saw these pictures, all I could see in William's face was Diana. So I just <gasps> hodgepodged an oh image together my. for you. <laughs> this is all that I could see was he had, oh I think, the photos God. that everyone chose. I think we posted it or it was posted to the Royally Obsessed Instagram account, that particular side kind of. What are it we? Looks, how do? What do they dub the Diana kind of smirk to the? Not it's not a smirk, but it's the closed mouth smile and then the looking up from like your head tilted down, like your eyes looking up with your closed mouth as he walks in. It looks kind of like he's grinning but trying not to. Yeah, this it's not sort of shop eyes job is down, why I'm laughing. <laughs> eyes downcast. It was very rough, Robert. I just wanted to make the point and needed you to have the visual, but I just saw so much Diana in these photos from William at this event. And he said he mentioned his grandmother. She, he said she's much missed. That she, his father and his grandfather were, you know, huge proponents of protecting nature and wildlife, and so that was a nice call out. And I guess the recent update. I saw this from Victoria Murphy just now, is that these issues that William and Kate, because they've been busy. I mean, they've been out and about like six times since you left for Paris. I know. (laughs) I've been trying to keep up and it's been hard, to be honest. It's a lot. I I think that what Victoria said was that these issues, someone, a palace source told her, is what they will likely continue to focus on for their work and what will be their main focus. So it seems like Kate's leaning more towards children. And of course we know that she's always focused on early development and William sports, which would be nice. I think for him to focus on is it's just seems like it'd be his passion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes, I thought it was easier. funny because last week on the podcast, was it last week that we talked about William when he, baby William, when he was so young in that maternity ward, the NICU, oh, and then right. you saw Kate, I saw a lot Kate. of symmetry in those images, even though I it's know. not related, but we just talked about it. So Last thing for me is this Fab Four picture, the new Fab Four. They released this on Saturday. It was taken by Chris Jackson on the eve of the Queen's funeral at the big diplomatic reception at Buckingham Palace. 
The picture is of Charles, Camilla, Kate, and William, of course. And I wanted to know what you thought, because I'm sure you saw this while you were away. It was like everywhere yes, all yes. at once. The I was weekend. excited to see it. I think I had a couple of reactions. My first was the height difference. I was like, I mean, I know that's not Kate what I'm supposed so to react. Tall. Kate and William. And I did a Google, like, because I immediately thought, like, Camilla is actually a couple inches shorter than Charles. And you mm-hmm. know, that we obviously followed the famous Diana didn't wear heels and yeah. uh, to keep it more similar. So she's, you know, a couple inches shorter. So they don't have that problem. And I think we, we knew that. But then also just the slim down monarchy. I know. Wait, that I was what to pull was up the so picture to see the heights. I think that I would be at like elbow level. <laughs> I know, the, I'm like it so actually short. is so crazy how tall they are. Now that I had to pull up the yeah, picture. Yeah, Charles is five ten. I did a Google. Camilla's five eight. I mean, according to Google. I would Diana be... was five ten and William is six three. And Kate is how tall? Six I didn't one? Google that. No. Sorry. <laughs> My research for some reason stopped. She's there. gotta be five eleven. She looks tall. Yeah, she's tall. So I mean, tall. I guess she's wearing heels, but still. She's so tall. But yeah, the slim down monarchy. I mean, I think that that it was on that level, it felt very noticeable how it's not lack of star power, but it's just it's it's simplified. I was just going to say that, Rachel, you read my mind that there is like a little bit of a, I think, not glamour. I don't want to say it's glamour, but there's some. And they were on the eve of the funeral events, too. Yeah, of course. And there's like, but I think, and I think a lot of people gave them criticism for the smiles but I think that that like what else do you do in a photo like I just don't think that that was yeah. really a point of criticism to take seriously but also you smile at those types of things I mean you're all together I, I don't think that that's a yeah criticism and this is like to give. the history books like you don't I don't know but I I agree like the there's almost like this excitement that's lacking and it feels like there is a big void from Harry and Meghan which they did release a portrait the Mm -hmm. following week via Misan Harriman their photographer from the One Young World uh, convention in September in early September and it was a gorgeous shot of the couple Um, but I think the photo to me too the Fab Four is interesting because there's a portrait of King George III in the background. So there's actually three princes of Wales in the photo. Obviously, Charles Mm. was the old Prince of Wales, William's the new, and King George III was the Prince of Wales. And there's just a lot of male energy. And I think what's lacking is that bright pastel, but also that delicate feminineness of the queen. And that feels like much more exciting and fun than like seeing like two kings in a row that wear suits. Like I just think there's no panache. Well, I think the funny thing is it it doesn't have to be full pastels, but Charles kind of needs to start bringing it. We know he loves fashion. Wouldn't it be so yeah. exciting if there was some element of that? And not that that glosses over all the issues, but um, but yeah, it just felt. But that doesn't. Lacking. That also doesn't fix completely no. this like just big male energy oh BM it doesn't at all room. it doesn't at all no <laughs> just the really fashion like that much i know all right rachel what's next coming up for the so Royals? i think we literally are talking about what's next i mean right now there's so much of a focus on this transition to king charles the third getting easier to say that i don't know if you feel the same way but yeah. on the sussex front we had 
finally, which we all, you know, it was appropriately delayed a new episode of Archetypes, which I listened to on the plane. It featured Margaret Cho and Lisa Ling, and they were talking about the demystification of the dragon lady. I loved this episode. I thought I she thought did it was such great. a good job. And she's gotten her pacing down, and I think that she's gotten to the point a lot quicker, which I like. And I also love that she loves hacks. I know. The show I on d- HBO. I totally so jotted that down in my phone because I was like zoning out, and I, heard, I, I just was that like, was great best. shout out. I love knowing their TV viewing habits. Um, and I bet that everyone on the show loves knowing that Megan and Harry likely watch their show. But yeah. I think exactly what you said, this for me, like I said, I was on the plane. I was a little bit zoned out. I was very relaxed. I felt like I was listening to Megan the podcaster, not Megan the royal. And it was a little mm-hmm. bit jarring when I thought about that being my reaction. I was tuning in because I wanted to hear the content. I wasn't as I wasn't looking for a royal hot goss. I was getting to know Megan, just Megan. I think it's just fascinating to me. That obviously, the association with the royals is forever there, but I think that they really are slowly but surely creating that distance and making their own brand. Yeah, and what struck me after listening to the episode was just how old and outdated the institution probably felt to someone like Megan. Mm-hmm. I think hearing her candid thoughts about some of the things that she's witnessed throughout her life, some of the things that she's heard, um, you know, about discrimination in Hollywood, all of these things that she mentions in the podcast, it has to feel so drab to be in an institution like the royal family, which is just, it's based on tradition. It's based on these things that don't change. And I think We've had such a cultural revolution even in our lifetimes. And I think then to have her be put in this box, it just it doesn't feel like it could have ever been a fit. I don't know. That mm-hmm. just struck me as like she's she's so innovative and, and forward thinking and modern. And it just it felt like that institution could never hold her. Yeah, it's too. It's got centuries and centuries of tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and the other funny thing for me is I'm not sure if I fully went into listening expecting them to have prefaced it with a note about the queen, like a cold open, the way we do. Mm. Um, but it obviously it just it really feels like this is just like, on we back go to business. Yep. Yeah. So we also don't know, you know, what the status is of Megan's Variety Power of Women cover, which we also came to find out about when they put it on hold during the queen, when the queen passed. We don't know if that's going to resurface. Jimmy Fallon, she was supposed to appear on. I was going to say that in Paris, my friend hadn't yet read the cut piece. And so we did a mini like long articles club kind of and and read it. I mean, we just had so much time for leisure. I mean, that was just not having our children with the us. The dream, Rachel. Amazing. So we were just, we had like a brasserie experience and we could just like people watch. It was just Oh my God, luxurious. Was that the best dinner you've ever had? No. Stop. Well, I've, so I, that, I've been there before. Subteam was phenomenal, but Tekis is this new um, vegetarian only what restaurant. And we sat at the counter. Wait, and this is a TV tangent. One more. You watched The Bear, right? Yes. So we sat was at the it like counter. That? Yes, chef. They Ooh. no, it was we chef in unison ah! the entire meal, and it was so stressful. That the main chef came over and kind of like scolded the guy. Our waiter was on day two, and so it was, <gasps> it was the most phenomenal dining experience. Of, <sighs> like t- it'll probably be top five or top ten of my life. I want to so. go to Europe so yeah. Like your go trip back. just sounds yeah. so perfect. It was really fun, but anyways, it was together. great to do. Like I'm such a fan of this. Instead of doing a book club, like a long articles club, and then mm-hmm, you can talk mm-hmm. about it. And then Harry's memoir. I think we're seeing a lot of conversation about that bubbling up again as well. And then, you know, just a lot of conversation about 
palace lawyers being on standby to read it when it drops. Whether Do we know if it's delayed, Roberta? I don't think we know, but I did read, I think it was the Mail on Sunday, a source from palace, the palace that said they were trying to put a stop to it, which I was like, yeah, good luck with that. Not I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. That's like them just... trying to stop the crown, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is a great, a great segue, right? Because yes. we've got one month till the crown, which drops on November 9th. I think that's way oh more God, worrisome for the crown's reputation and Charles and Camilla's transition than Harry's memoir. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Just having we'll that to... fictionalized version in lockstep. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens because then two weeks later is a big state visit, the first of Charles's reign. Yeah. At Buckingham Palace, he's hosting the president of South Africa and the first lady November 22nd to 24th. So that's exactly Thanksgiving for us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of tiaras and carriages and the full, you know, rolling out the literal red carpet for um, the South African leaders. And this is also the first time that they've visited the UK in an official capacity in over a decade. So that's significant as well. Yeah. I think in the wake of the crown, this will be just so fascinating to see how it's received and how everything goes. All right, before we adjourn the royal pod, it's time for the royal highs and lows. My low is this news. It's so, so sad. A guardsman from Queen Elizabeth's funeral was found dead at the army barracks last Wednesday, which feels like a lot of time since the funeral, but it still is just so devastating. He was 18 years old. His name was Jack Burnell Williams. He walked with the Queen's coffin from Westminster Abbey to Wellington Arch, which was such a long walk. I think it was almost two hours. So just so, so sad to hear of his death. And I think that was what really struck me was like so many people had been fainting or it was just so much. And it, mm-hmm. I almost felt like I wish they could have traded out during the walk or something to have some rest. I don't know if this is tied to it at all, but it's so sad. And my heart goes out to his family. And I hope that Charles and Camilla have reached out to his family as well. Yeah. So young. My low is just, I mean, we talked about Anne on the Staten Island Ferry, but the fact that we were both at JFK yesterday, like she didn't even fly out of like, you know, a different airport. It was like we were literally crossing paths by a couple hours and again, missed opportunity. If you had seen Anne in customs, what would you do? (laughs) I mean, that's the funny thing is all the reaction is that, you know, people that have seen her, you know, they, they, you don't see her because she's so low key. (laughs) She's an icon. Maybe masking. I don't know. (laughs) At the airport. True. That's more incognito. It's such a benefit if you want to be incognito. Just throw that mask on. Yeah. My high is not really a high. It's more of just a funny thing to me was that I saw this news yesterday that the king won his first ever horse race as sovereign. The winner's name. The winner is Just Fine. It's a horse inherited from his mother, the queen, and it won at Leicester Royal Silks. Which, congrats to King Charles. That's amazing. But I also felt like Just Fine really summed up how I've been feeling lately. Like, how do <laughs> you feel about Charles? Just fine. How do you feel about the weather lately? Just fine. How are you doing? Just fine. Like, that. that's the most appropriate name for a horse I could think of. And so I'm glad it won. I just love fine. that, Roberta. I'm forever going to read. When I hear anyone say, just fine, I'm just going to think about this moment. <laughs> so good. All right. My high is a shh, don't tell me. 
anybody my like especially Matt moment because I can't believe I just oh my god I bet you bought the dress I bought the Karen Millen (laughs) dress that Kate wore because it's the yellow mustard yellow and it was affordable and it was still in stock and I checked the return policy Um, it's the structured crepe forever pleated belted dress I bought that self-portrait one when she wore it in the Caribbean didn't work out so I'm gonna try again see if this one works it was there's some discounts if you have that honey extension I thought Rachel is there's more there's more if you have if you have that honey extension I got it even less so it was like it was that's nowhere near the self-portrait one then oh it's nowhere near the self-portrait one but I was like gosh I just I love that color and there's an easy return policy so I'm gonna test it out and I'll report back Oh my God, I'm so excited. I almost <laughs> bought it too. It's gorgeous. And the pleating and the belt, I feel like it would be so flattering. The sleeves, well, everything about it pressure is when you see a royal look that's still in stock. Like that, every yeah. time I click through, it's already sold out. So I was like, dude, if you even, if you get it and you have to return it, just get it. There's a return policy. I, if it's in stock, that's just, it's like, it doesn't gold. break your budget because I'm a little concerned. I can evaluate later though. Because there's and a return policy. And to me, policy. I got Queen Elizabeth vibes. Like, Bright color, like maybe this is something we'll see is a lot of solid bright colors on Kate, which I think would be so fun and a nice tribute. Even though it's not pastels, it's still bright yellow. Yeah. All right. Just a reminder, (laughs) before we close, please leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts. We love, love, love reviews from our listeners. We'd love five stars if you enjoy listening to us and enjoy hearing royal news. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram. That's at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Email us info at gallerypodcast.com. And till next week, God save the pod. So glad you're back, Rachel. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.